Chapter Twenty Four of The Story of John Wesley, Told to Boys and Girls. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. The Story of John Wesley, Told to Boys and Girls, by Marianne Curlew. Chapter Twenty Four. Shall we have another peep into the magic mirror? See that pretty country church with a square tower. There are some big trees near, looking as if they were tall giants keeping guard. They have no leaves on them yet, and their bare arms stretch out a long way as if they were trying to reach the church. If you look carefully, you will see buds coming out on the trees. Baby buds they are, waiting for the sun's kisses. Then they will burst out and grow into great leaves that will cover up the naked old trees. Ivy climbs up the church wall. I see its dark, glossy leaves, for the ivy is evergreen. There are many graves in the churchyard, but you can hardly see them because people are sitting on them. Such a number of people, hundreds more than could ever have got into the church. They are all looking one way, and seem to be listening very attentively. What are they looking at? They are looking at a gentleman who is standing all alone on a big flat tombstone near the church wall. He wears a gown and white bands like a clergyman, and he has long hair brushed very smoothly and a beautiful happy face. Dear me, did I hear a crash then? And did I hear a hundred young voices shouting? I know who it is. It's Mr. John Wesley. Why, you must have broken the mirror with your shouts. You are right, dears, but you shouted rather too soon. I wanted to read what it said on the tombstone on which Mr. Wesley was standing. But never mind. I think I saw some of the words. Sacred to the memory of Samuel Wesley, for thirty-eight years rector of Epworth. Yes, it was his father's grave on which John Wesley was standing. On his way back from one of his visits to Newcastle, he thought he would like to see his dear old home once more. It was a long, long time since he had been there, and he was not quite sure whether the people would have anything to do with him now, for, as leaders of the Methodists, he had many enemies. It was a Saturday evening in early spring, when he got to the little inn in the long, straggling street that was called Epworth Village. He had not been there very long before three or four poor women found him out, one of them an old servant of his mother's. Next morning, which was Sunday, he went to the curate of the church and politely offered to help him with the service. The curate, I am sorry to say, was very rude, and refused to let Mr. Wesley take any part in the service or to preach in the church at all. This was a great disappointment, for Mr. Wesley loved the people of Epworth, and every stone in the old church was dear to him. His father had preached from that pulpit for nearly forty years, and he himself had stood there more times than he could count, and it was very hard that he was forbidden to take his place there now. The people were longing to hear him, and when the afternoon service was over, and all the folks were leaving the church, one of his friends stood in the churchyard and gave out this notice. Mr. John Wesley, not being allowed to preach in the church, 
intends to preach here at six o'clock this evening it was this picture of mr wesley preaching that the magic mirror showed us i expect the curate was very angry at being so done but he could not stop mr wesley preaching outside the church for a whole week john wesley preached every evening from his father's tombstone crowds came to hear him and hundreds were converted and turned from their evil ways they saw how sinful they had been and prayed aloud for forgiveness drunkards became sober men and those who cursed and swore were turned into peacemakers so dear old mr wesley's prayers were answered and the people who had treated him so unkindly and whom he had forgiven and loved now took his saviour to be their saviour and his god to be their god indeed mr wesley's visit to his old home that began so unpleasantly ended very happily and when his last evening came both he and his dear people found it hard to say good-bye end of chapter twenty four recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida